Norwegian Institute Third International Indigenous Health and Wellbeing Conference is kicking off this week. And joining us to explore this year's landmark event is Janine Mohammed, CEO of Norwegian Institute. Janine, first of all, welcome to NITV Radio. Oh, thank you for having me. This conference is taking place in the backdrop of a national conversation around Indigenous Voice to Parliament. Has this mm. influenced the agenda at all of the upcoming event? Yeah, I think um, we couldn't avoid it. And absolutely, it's part of the event. Um, our first speaker is Marcia Langton. Uh, Tom Karmer is also attending. And of course, our patron of the Lower Institute is uh, Pat Anderson, who's one of the architects of the Illary Statement from the Heart. Um, so I'm sure there will uh, be many conversations had over the next three days. And uh, this is uh, the third instalment of uh, the, the of Luigi's uh, uh, Global Indigenous Health Conferences. And days before even the event kicks off, it's been sold out. What's the story behind the success of uh, Luigi's uh, conferences? Look, as a community-controlled organisation, um, you know, we've got our finger on the pulse with our community, our researchers. For the last, I think it's probably been the long planning that we've had, thanks to COVID <laughs> as well, that we've been able to put together a really great agenda. I think it, people are, so it's two things. I think it's about people coming back together again from the health sector has really influenced um, the sellout of the conference as well as our agenda. Um, and that's only been possible through, you know, the great yeses that we've got from these amazing keynote speakers and our plenary panels. Um, yeah, so I think that um, the success has really been the people. Yeah, and also, as you mentioned, uh, people not being able to meet in the last three years due to COVID, and now finally international delegates are able to come in freely and even people be able to travel freely around the country and uh, get to meet in person after three years of... Uh, yeah, after yeah. The, yeah. It's pretty cold down in those southern states at the moment, so we're in a, a beautiful tropical backdrop as well with some nice weather, and I think that sort of has its pluses, a draw card, if you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're expecting international guests as well and uh, uh, presenters. Can you run us through some of the most anticipated uh, international guests? Yeah, well, we opened with um, Karen Driver. Karen used to be the uh, Native American Affairs Advisor to President Barack Obama, um, and she's a tribal leader. Um, Dr. Lisa Bearskin, um, also known as Mona, one of my uh, very good friends that I met during nursing. Uh, she's a Cree Maitis registered nurse and uh, a leader, you know, in that profession as well. And she's from Beaver Lake in the Cree Nation. Um, look, I'm sure everyone's really looking forward to you know, our um, fantastic seminal researchers, I think I can call them, which is Janet Smiley. Uh, she has a, a research focus on family medicine in diverse First Nations, um, you know, being Inuit and Maitis community context. And we've also got from across the ditch from Aotearoa, Paparangi Reid, an amazing, um, you know, truth teller. Uh, she always has such a, you know, Indigenous sense of humour that I'm sure she'll um, not only impart some deep wisdom but also have us laughing as well yeah i've looked at the panel discussions all of them look compelling and uh <laughs> jump packing so many powerful conversations in such a short time span sounds almost impossible 
Well, uh, it does sound impossible, and I think it's going to be a hard choice for our delegates. So, um, you know, there will be for the for the keynote addresses at least the people that miss out in the morning because they you know, had to go and do other things. They will be able to, or they weren't able to register. Uh, we will on the Lower Institute website be able to. Um, you know, upload and people will be able to view those keynote addresses again. Yeah, I'm just going to go through some of the panel discussions. Is Voice, Truth and Treaty with Australian and Global Experts. Then another one on Justice and Health, Climate and Health. And this one catches my eye specifically because this week there's a landmark court case where they're examining mm-hmm. um, the traditional owner's call on the government to act on uh, climate change. Otherwise, um, mm-hmm. you know, the dire consequences are just in front of us and we'll be witnessing mm-hmm. the first climate refugees. And one of the panelists in one of the events is Daniel Billy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, from Torres Strait 8. Yeah. So I had the pleasure of meeting Daniel um, at the United Nations and he's just an amazing, superb, um, you know, person, advocate for his community. Um, and, you know, people have to wear these hats because, you know, their homelands, um, their cultural connection to those lands, um, sacred sites are, are being, you know, soon going to be um, invaded by the oceans. Um, and you know, one of the things that we heard about at the United Nations is that we're going to have climate refugees as well. So, you know, not only is it a land issue, it's a people issue um, and it's an all of us um, issue that's, as you said, you know, very imminent. Um, and Lowitch Institute, we had a focus on climate and health in the last couple of years. You know, we've heard some uh, compelling, horrible stories from our community about, you know, having insulin in their fridge and because of high temperatures, you know, they've, and you know, obviously food in their fridge as well, but because of high temperatures, they've had the electricity gone off, couldn't afford petrol or diesel for their generators. You know, and, and spoilt, you know, life-saving medication and food, um, let alone, you know, water holes that have been here for 60,000 years that are a part of our storytelling um, are gone. And so are the flora and fauna around those water holes. So those are some of the, you know, discussions, um, but also some of the, um, I suppose, solutions that we're going to be talking about at our conference. And again, uh, looking at the participants, I uh, just saw names that uh, you wouldn't expect in a health conference. Mm-hmm. But it's not just about health, it's general well-being. I see people like Adam Goods, uh, mm-hmm. Maggie Walter from the Yeruk Justice Commission mm-hmm. here in Victoria, mm-hmm. Amy mm-hmm. Rust from the First People's Assembly of Victoria as well, and mm-hmm. uh, South Australia's Commissioner for First Nations Voices. It's a holistic approach to health. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, being an Indigenous organisation... It's you know only right that we you know we look at that holistic um, approach to health, but it's not about the, just the social determinants, but the cultural determinants of our health. And of course, um, and we are a national peak uh, research organisation, so we've got some amazing speakers from um, again from Aotearoa and Linda Tuahu Smith and Dr. Carwin Jones, both leaders in their field, um, you know, to talk to us about their seminal work in decolonizing methodologies. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a fantastic lineup and there'll be something for everyone in the audience. And what's the expected outcome? Look, I think there's going to be lots of outcomes um, from the conference, but there'll also be lots of questions that we have for government as well at the end of the conference. So a big outcome for us is really knowledge translation. So listening and being able to uh, hear what other Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities locally 
and Indigenous communities globally have done um, and being able to translate that knowledge back to our own communities, which is so very important. You know, we've had so much research done on us um, and not benefited from that research in any way, shape or form. Um, and another big outcome is us uh, setting our research agenda for the next two years. So we commission research out and people apply for research to us. So um, what are the themes of that research that we're going to be asking researchers to consider? Um, yeah, and then growing our Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander health research workforce, which we desperately need to do, um, you know, Indigenous-led research. So those are just some of the big headlines that, you know, that um, or outcomes, should I say, that we want to get out of this conference. But then some really practical things like what are we going to focus on going forward in our policy and advocacy um, Janine Mohamed, CEO Louisa Institute, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us on NITV Radio today. Thank you, NITV.